Hand washing and constant hygiene may be in our lives to stay, but that doesn't mean you have to resort to harsh industrial grade hand sanitizer imported from who knows where. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products that nourish your skin while providing essential antibacterial protection. And it's manufactured right here in the US. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizers to use when you can't wash your hands and protective barrier gels and spritz products for extra protection after washing. All of our premium products have been hand formulated with essential oils that are proven in studies to provide extra immunity barrier protection while nourishing the skin. Forcefieldproducts.com has the products for you and your family to be confident in your health and hygiene. Use discount code BRUNO for 10% off to purchase your hand sanitizer and protective barrier products at forcefieldproducts.com. That's forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Hey, this is Patrick Maher. On the latest edition of Sports from the Sidelines, I caught up with the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Here's what John Sally had to say about his teammate, Isaiah Thomas. I played with MJ, Kobe, played against the greatest. I tell people all the time, the greatest player I've ever played with was Isaiah. Michael is the man. He took on so much, but Isaiah is 6'1", dude, and will take over a game. Catch sports from the sidelines on the bad boy Pistons anytime and anywhere you go on the SiriusXM app. Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I I use Go Sleeves to recover from injuries. Go Sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a Go Sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com, discount code RADIO. There are those who stand forever ready, ready to defend the nation, ready to fight for what matters, no matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Warriors. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the SiriusXM app. Telemedicine is necessary today, and if you're underinsured, undocumented, or without health insurance, here's your opportunity to learn how you can secure access for you and your entire family. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. Get 24-hour access to OnDoc healthcare services for just $30 a month. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. This program is not insurance coverage and not intended to replace insurance. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more and when we do washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety you can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products manufactured right here in the u.s we offer super portable one ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super sized pump bottles for home and office and protection against dry skin visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code radio for 10 percent off today forcefield.com discount code radio 
Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. The great Jason Whitlock. Got to see him in New York. I used to see him in New York when I worked at ESPN. He worked at ESPN. I worked there. He worked at Fox. I worked there. But he's out in L. Are you in L.A.? Or do you yeah, no, I live out in L.A., yeah. No, I knew you did. I thought maybe you went back home, but you couldn't get out during the quarantine? <laughs> no, L.A.'s been home since 2010. <laughs> you know, other than the taxes and this totalitarian governor we got, I love it out here. Totalitarian. I mean, that's, I, think that, I think you're a little soft on the guy. I mean, come on, he's much worse than that, Jason. <laughs> Well, he certainly thinks he's a dictator. People are ready to get out of the house and get back to living. Exactly right. Now, we were talking about the last. Is it, how, far, how far can we take? Because, you know, there's not a lot of sports, as we all know. How yeah. long can we milk the last dance for content? <laughs> uh, look, as long as former teammates keep speaking out and as long as Jordan keeps taking pot shots at his competitors and teammates, we got nothing better. We got nothing else better to do. So, I'm just waiting on Scottie Pippen to finally come out of his cave and give his thoughts. Although, I don't think Scottie's got anything to complain about. No, I, I hear think it. The documentary he... treated him fairly, but I'm sure at some point he's going to come out and he's going to whine and cry, and we'll we'll continue talking about it. If only Jerry Krause was still around. I know. You know. Yeah, that would be interesting. There's certainly a side of Jerry Krause's story. He certainly got beat up. In the documentary, I, I tend to side with Jordan and those guys. I guess the sports fan in me would have liked to seen them get one more year and make an attempt at it. And I think it was kind of silly how Jerry didn't want Phil Jackson to remain his coach. But it, it would be very interesting to hear Jerry Krause's side of the story. You know, the interesting thing, you see Bill Weddington, and I used to see when I, when I worked in Chicago with Mike Golick at ESPN when he started the morning show, Bill Weddington would always be at the Berto Center. You know, he was doing radio and TV out there. And now all these guys that you haven't heard from in forever, now all of a sudden they're back in the, back in the limelight. Like B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong, like another great guy. Yeah, everybody's getting their second 15 minutes of fame <laughs> thanks to this documentary and couldn't have come at a better time for those of us that needed sports content to talk about. Now, I, you know, it's interesting because we all have opinions, obviously. Guys that played have opinions. But, you know, I, I see a lot of these guys who are great, great players. And when you hear them talk about the players in the game themselves, it's, it's, it's shocking. You look at guys, obviously Reggie Miller always had uh, an opinion. But then you see guys who are, like, talking about LeBron and start saying, you know, this guy's not better than LeBron. And then you sit back and you say, wow. I'm surprised here. Who's the guy that's he's on ESPN now, and he's been doing a lot of stuff, and he's been wrong on pretty much everything. He di he dissed one team when they were down, and they came back and won. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Oh, that's yeah. right. Paul Pierce, the former great Celtic, and he's been talking. He's been talking trash about all these guys, man. Does that surprise you, or is he just trying to get people riled up? I think you know he's trying to be the Charles Barkley of ESPN, and you know ESPN's NBA coverage hasn't always been that relevant or that good. And so Paul just being a little bit of an over-the-top personality, trying to do a Barkley imitation, it's, you know, imitation is the highest form of flattery, but it's also one of the hardest things to pull off. And you know, Kobe Bryant's the only guy I've ever seen imitate somebody and do it at a high level in a way that it's not embarrassing. And so Paul Pierce is trying his damnedest to be the Charles Barkley, be outspoken and irreverent. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. 
What was the biggest thing that you learned from the documentary, or did you know all that stuff, you know, uh, already? I wouldn't say I – I certainly knew it, but I had forgotten a lot. Mm. And, I mean, you cover so much sports for as long as we have. And, and you got those teams weren't local. I was in Kansas City at the time during Jordan's heyday. And I grew up in Indianapolis, and I'm a Pacer fan. And so I grew up kind of disliking Michael Jordan. Not, not, you know, I was aware of his greatness, but it was just hard for me as a Pacer fan, a Reggie Miller fan, to enjoy Michael's playing career. So it really wasn't until this documentary that I kind of, like, had a chance to sit back and be like, man, Mm -hmm. this is amazing what Michael Jordan did, and it's fun following this. But I really did need my memory refreshed because I had, like, totally forgotten what a horrible contract uh, Scotty Pippen at side. Yeah. And, and I certainly didn't know, cause, and this is where I thought the documentary was fair. Maybe Scotty doesn't get it, but, you know, Scotty was kind of a good old boy from Arkansas, from this huge family. Dad is paralyzed. He's got a brother that's paralyzed. And he felt all this economic pressure to sign some long term deal that really wasn't in his best interest. But you, when you get his full story, like we did in, in the doc, you kind of understand it. He's. You know, a kid from Arkansas wasn't expected to be some great player, developed late, and becomes a great player. Uh, and so he's he's over his head negotiating with the Bulls at that time. And, and I kind of blame the Bulls for not fixing that contract once it became apparent, like, wow, this guy's greatly underpaid and he's a big part of our success. But, you know, I, it's like I knew all that stuff, but I had forgotten a lot of it and – it was good to have my memory refreshed. The great Jason Waylock, uh, Whitlock and our guy, Dale. Uh, see, I'm messing this up because our intern, Caleb, who is in Indianapolis, always loves to hear in, in Naptown referenced in the show, and he wants to know if, if, if you were a big fan of Razor Shines back in the day. Razor Shines, Indianapolis <laughs> Indians, I think third baseman maybe. <laughs> Of course, oh, yeah. I remember Razor. Well, now. here's a kid who's he's 22 years old, just uh, graduating from the University of, of Indiana, and he is our intern, so he works from India and listens to the show, and he loves when we talk Naptown. But the interesting thing is, I mean, you go back to Market Square Arena, right? I mean, those are the good old days, man. Although I, I love the all barn. I back to the Indianapolis Fairgrounds when the Pacers were in the wow. ABA. That's when my dad started taking me and my brother. You know, I go back to Darnell Hillman and downtown Freddie Brown and – the, the Bell Daniels and the ABA Pacers, just as a little, little kid, that's where my passion for the Pacers started. Were you buying the Pizzagate uh, story as it was presented? Uh, not really. And I was glad that the pizza guy from Utah came out and clarified the story. And I think his version of events is accurate, and I think it points you to a direction of Jordan was up smoking cigars, drinking, and then threw a pizza on top of it at 3 in the morning. And, you know, having overeaten, overdrank, and having smoked before, uh, that's a bad cocktail. That'll that's, make you sick. <laughs> that sounds like me in college everybody. every night. 
Well, wait, yeah, wait, I don't wait. know if anybody intentionally poisoned Jordan as much as he poisoned himself with cigars, booze, and pizza. Now, let me, uh, you know, because I still have a little journalism left in me in these day, this day and age when there's not much journalism going on. But we had the guy, we didn't have him on. We, this guy, Craig Fight, is the guy who supposedly worked at the Pizza Hut in Park City and, and, and did a bunch of interviews. We, we broke down the tape, and I have determined that he is an absolute fraud because in one of the cuts from one of his interviews, he suggested he didn't know. He says, I'm here making the pizza. I was the manager, and I don't normally make them or deliver them. But I knew they were in town, and I found out it was from the hotel where the Bulls were staying. And I, I was making the pizza for Michael. Although and then, and then I didn't realize it was for Michael. So he pretty much acknowledged he knew the pizza was for Michael. And then in the same cut said, I didn't realize it was taking it to Michael Jordan's room. So I'm going to call that guy a phony, even though it was a nice story, and he got a lot of mileage in sports talk radio stations around America, got to play that up for a couple days. The guy's a stone-cold liar. Mm, I'm not sure if that's a smoking gun. The <laughs> fact that he knew he was making the pizza for the Bulls, he probably assumed, but not was 100%, Michael Jordan was involved. And, you know, I... Michael Jordan being involved was just icing on the cake. He thought he was making pizza for the Bulls or whatever. I, I tend to buy his stories. I just don't believe somebody would intentionally, intentionally poison that pizza. That's just way too high risk. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it was poison. I agree with your story about the booze and the cigar ashes and, uh, and everything else in the room. I'm not saying the guy from Utah poisoned it. I'm not saying anybody poisoned it. I'm just saying the guy in Utah, there were a lot of, like the Pizza Hut supposedly wasn't open after 10 o'clock or 10.30 in Salt Lake City that night. Nothing is. If you've ever been well, to I've Salt been, Lake City. I've been to Salt Lake City. I know that. Well, Rich Eisen had another guy on who said that he knows the real story. And oh. that sounded, it was, it was similar. Again, nobody's suggesting everybody's that come, Everybody worked at a Pizza Hut in Salt Lake City back then now. So all these people, you know, that's the one thing. How do you vet these guys? Well, I can assure you, I've eaten pizza in Utah because I've eaten pizza in just about every city in America. So we know that's factual. Absolutely. <laughs> would, absolutely. Would pizza in Salt Lake City qualify for one meal Whitlock? <laughs> it would. Uh, but, you know, back in the days when I was going to Utah, it was probably five meal Whitlock at that point. So. <laughs> Poor, you know, everybody rips Utah. It's a beautiful place. Pennsylvania's got more repressive alcohol laws than Utah, where you would expect the alcohol laws to be repressive. But we got better pizza. Well, definitely we yeah. got better pizza here yeah. on the East Coast. Everybody knows that, man. <laughs> Come on. Are you a deep dish guy or are you a thin crust guy? Thin crust all the way. Like like my pizza, a little overcooked. Yeah, man. Crispy. See? Yeah. That's exactly that's why that's Michael liked yep. it. He wanted thin, crispy with pepperoni on it. Extra pepperoni or just regular pepperoni? I'm going to tell you the other thing. I, I'm big on barbecue pizza. Uh -huh. I, I love barbecue chicken pizza. That's my favorite thing. No, nah, man, I don't put the bar. I can't do that, man. It's like you don't put pineapple on pizzas, do you? No, right. no, definitely. That sounds way too healthy. You're damn right it does, man. Jason Whitlock breaking it down. So now we got the golf thing. You know, the first one, Harry and I agreed. The guys didn't have any juice, man. All no. those four guys last weekend – they were pretty boring. The golf course had juice. Yeah, the golf had, course yeah. was the only thing to yeah. watch for. And then doing a sudden death closest to the pin thing. Were you into that at all? No, didn't even know what happened. Read about it, but <laughs> wasn't into it. What, what about this week with Tiger and, and uh, Phil and Peyton and Brady? Yeah, I'll watch. I wish that they had inclu included 
uh, two more groups. I, I would have loved to have seen Dustin Johnson and Wayne Gretzky and, you know, maybe Brooks Kepka uh, paired with – I forgot, I came up with somebody else, another great athlete that Kepka could be paired with. But, uh, you know, I, I would have – I'm not Curry. sure if just these four guys will be enough. If you add four more, I think you would have had something. But yeah. I'm certainly going to take a look. I mean, those are four very interesting, entertaining athletes, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, Charles, it's going to be on TNT, so I understand Charles Barkley will be doing commentary too. And there's a lot of prop bets on, like, will they show Charles's golf swing? <laughs> of course they will. Oh, they're going to show that. Oh, yeah. I was just, I wanted to see Jordan paired with Brooks Kepka. Oh yeah. And Gretzky paired with 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 his DJ. son-in-law. Yep. I, I, I thought that would have been fabulous. He would have had four cert, certified all-time greats out there with some great golfers. That that would have been amazing. Now, Jason, this is Miss Robin. Are you looking more forward to seeing them play or hearing them talk to each other? Play. Play. I, I want to see, because one, I think Peyton and Brady are going to be hyper-competitive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the trash talk deal, eh, I, I'm not that into uh, you know, guys, you know, uh, unless it's, you know, Deion Sanders or someone like that that I think is really good at it, <laughs> I, I can't imagine these guys will be that good at talking trash. Now, since uh, since we don't have any baseball players out there, they should have gotten a baseball player so that he could spit on the golf course <laughs> knowing that he can't spit ever again if they ever again play Major League Baseball. To me, you know, Mad Dog Russo, was ripping into the league and the players, both sides. I'm turning on baseball, and I love the sport. What's your take on this? Because it looks like baseball is, is putting itself in a position where they have so many stupid rules, and they've gone so over the top that it doesn't look like they're going to play at all now. Does it feel that way to you? I, I'll say they missed a hell of an opportunity if they don't play and if they allow money and to be a driving force, they will have missed a hell of an opportunity. I mean, just, just look, we had a NASCAR race on Fox last week, last weekend, 6 million viewers. People are so thirsty for sports. And baseball could jump out here and be a leader and, and restore some of its relevance and importance to American culture. Uh, they, they will have missed an amazing opportunity because I think anybody that gets out here – and is kind of first and is a leader, you know, is perhaps going to go down in a bit of history. because, And I also just think the country needs it because we've been – our actions the last two months have been driven so much by fear. And whoever steps out here and shows a little bravery, a little courage, a little masculinity, I think is going to be a big winner on the other side of this. I totally agree with you. We're talking with Jason Whitlock. He and that, that other guy, Marcellus Wiley. So you guys are still doing shows every day, right? You're doing them remotely, though, as everybody else is, right? Yeah, we've been doing the show since, I think, early March or mid-March. And been doing it from home, you know, our individual homes. We've got cameras set up at our homes. But hopefully here in the next week or two, we'll be back in studio. So you're going to the Fox lot on Pico? Hopefully. Beautiful, man. Jason, last thing, and I want to get into, uh, you know, because everybody gives, gets opinions, on bat, especially the NBA. You know, I was mentioned Paul Pierce, and he's like Jordan, and he's like, oh, LeBron's not as good as this guy or that guy. Is, is the argument, is this argument going to continue? I mean, if they play in Jordan win, and LeBron wins another title, you could put him into the conversation. 
Is is can you argue right now that Jordan LeBron is better than Michael Jordan? Not in my view. Uh, LeBron's had just some moments of utter failure and weakness in some big spots. And not to say that he's not a great player, but when you're going up against Michael Jordan, who in the biggest moments he just doesn't have those major flubs. And I'm talking about. Uh, LeBron's first year in Miami in that Dallas series where no one can really explain what the hell happened to LeBron James. Uh, You know, Michael Jordan doesn't have one of those type moments. I'm talking about his first trip around where Cleveland, where at the end of it in that Celtics series, he basically quit. Uh, Those are moments that are going to be hard for LeBron to overcome because Jordan just doesn't have those moments. And and I think it's been made crystal clear by this documentary that Jordan is more of a competitor than LeBron James. And, look, Jordan's more of a competitor than than most people, so that's not a big slight on LeBron. But I I think LeBron is a modern-day Wilt Chamberlain, extremely talented, perhaps too talented. And... Too talented to the point of being quirky, awkward, uh, that he'll just never, in my mind, be able to catch Michael Jordan. You know, short of him winning two more championships, I I think it's kind of a silly discussion that, you know, we've propped up because it makes good content and social media loves it, and so we prop it up. We got a, a question on our Twitch stream for you. Who was your favorite athlete from the state of Indiana? From the state of Indiana, or, or who played there, or just was no, born, they said no, born there? I think on the question, but from well, look, I grew up with Jeff George, so that's my favorite athlete. Wow, uh, you know that from Indiana. Magic Johnson is my favorite athlete of all time, but I guess if I had to. If I'm pushed, my favorite athlete from Indiana, born there, would be Larry Bird. Uh, You know, great high school player, uh, obviously a magnificent college career, and, you know, one of the ten greatest NBA players of all time. Now, people are wondering whether you were being sarcastic there with the Jeff George thing. Are you serious? No, he's serious. No, I'm dead serious. Jeff George and I grew up together. And he's a good yeah. dude. A lot of people yeah. you know, a lot of people rip him because of his career, and they think he was a fairy, and he wasn't. He had he's a hell a of an player. arm, too. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, Je- Jeff George, you know, he was blessed with too much talent, to be quite honest with you. I mean, he was as big an athletic freak as LeBron James or anybody I've ever seen. Could have been a Major League Baseball star shortstop or pitcher or third baseman, uh, would have been a first-round pick in baseball, uh, probably could have played in the NBA as a, you know, shooter or uh, I'm trying to think, Kyle Korver type, uh, and certainly had the talent to be a great NFL player. Uh, but just, you know, things didn't work out, his temperament. Uh, and, and, again, having too much talent, I think, probably – prevented Jeff George from reaching his full potential. And finally, the big question of the day, the Dallas Cowboys, five-year, $175 million, and apparently uh, he wants more north of $45 million in the last year. Because we know this is all about upfront money, and anything longer than five years, you're probably not going to see the back end. What do you think is going to happen with that mess? Uh, you know, I can't predict what will happen, 
But what I would do is I would move on from Dak. Mm. Dak wants too much money. And I'm not even talking about this record contract that he may or may not have turned down. Who knows if that's true? Who knows how much guaranteed money it was? What, what I do think we know is Dak wants more money than what his talents command. Dallas is the only team. If Dak hit the open market, I don't think there's a team in the league that offers him $30 million plus a year guaranteed. No one does. I, I think Dak's – he's – He's maybe commands a contract slightly better than what Teddy Bridgewater got in Carolina if he's on the open market. Yeah. Dak's in position with Dallas where he can demand more than that, and they flirted with giving him more than that. They don't seem to be able to satisfy him, and I'd move on, play Andy Dalton, and draft a rookie next year. Jason Whitlock, we pretty much have covered every single thing, even going back prior to Market Square Arena days in Indianapolis. You don't get that kind of comprehensive <laughs> breakdown anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, guys. At Whitlock Jason on At Twitter. Whitlock fabulous and, follow. Absolutely. Great yeah. stuff. Thank you, man. There he is, Jason Whitlock. Speak for yourself. I usually speak for myself, and so does he, as a matter yeah. of fact. You know what I'm saying?